Good morning. Please open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. This week, I had one of those weeks. Do you ever have one of those weeks? I had one of those weeks. And um, in those times, the struggle is in those weeks to keep the Lord as your focus and to honor Him in all you say and in all you do. So my week started off okay, you know, Monday, study day, I met with a few people, all those things. Um, Tuesday, I went to the men's shed down here, I hang out with the lads on Tuesday, and it's, it's great fun to hang out with them. And then my back just started to hurt at the start of the day, and then got progressively worse and worse and worse. And then the next day, I couldn't really move. And uh, that night I was lying down in bed. It's only a small thing. It's only your back. I'm not trying to elevate this as some massive thing in my life. It's a small thing. And frustrating, annoying. Found it hard to sleep that night. And lying in my bed, this verse comes to me. And, and you might wonder, uh, you know, Shane, why do you keep banging on about us having to memorize verses? It's because you need them on those days. You need them on the times you're lying on your back and you're frustrated with life. You need them. And so the verse that came into my mind was in 2 Corinthians. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has gone. Behold, the new has come. And I know at that moment that God was speaking to me. Why? Because it's God's word. (laughs) And when God's word comes into your mind, that's God speaking to you. And I felt at that moment, my physical body feels old. My physical body feels annoying. It feels frustrating. But spiritually, in Christ, I am a new creation. The old, it's gone. It's done. It's dealt with on the cross. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And there I lay smiling in my bed in that day. Praise God for physios and praise God for pills because I feel okay right now. But we all have those days, don't we? Maybe you're more spiritual than me. Maybe you have, maybe you have fantastic weeks every single week. Maybe your days go really well every single day. But all of us have those days and God is merciful to speak to us in those moments when we need Him. And He told me that day, you are a new creation. You were once dead, but now you are alive. You were once lost, but now you are found. You are a new creation. And you, Shane, you need to live your life with a sore back or whatever it is you have. You need to live this new life as a new creation. 
You need to live this life in a new way. And that's what Proverbs, it does for us. It tells us in Proverbs how we are to live this new creation life. You are to live this new creation life in a new way. And what Proverbs does is it gives us guidance. It gives us skill. It gives us tools that we need to live this new Christian life for Christ. That's what Proverbs does. It's not, it's not a book that gives you instruction so that you get new life. It is a book for those who have new life as to how they are to live that new life. Why? Because the beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. It starts, its foundation is, do you fear the Lord? Do you trust the Lord? Now hear this wisdom. And so what the father has been doing with the son is he's sat down with the son and he's pleading with the son to live this new life. My son, I want you to live this new life, this life honoring unto God. And so he's been giving the son these, these speeches and it's like the father has sat down with us to give us these speeches. Let me, let me take two minutes just to tell you about the speeches. It took me hours to come up with this, but I'm going to give you two minutes, right? Are you ready? Here's what the speeches are. There's ten speeches. We've gone through four of them. The first speech I call the come with us speech. The father sits down with us and he says to us, listen, the world is going to say to you, come with us. Don't go with them. Don't follow them. Don't follow their path. That's the come with us speech. The second speech is in, in chapter 2. Chapter 1 was the first speech. Chapter 2 is the second speech. The second speech I call the if-then speech. Where the father sits down with us and says, If you treasure up my commands, if you hold them dear to your life, then you will know the Lord better. Then you will know life better. Then you will be delivered from the evil man. Then you will be delivered from the evil woman. Then you will inherit the land. The if-then speech. The third speech is in chapter 3. And that third speech is what I'd call the devotion speech. In which he sits down with us, the Father, and he says, I want you to devote your whole life, not just some of your life, all of your life to God. I want you to devote your memory to God. Keep my commands. Memorize them. I want you to devote your memory to God. I want you to devote your trust to God. And I want you to devote your money to God. And then two weeks ago, we heard the fourth speech, which is at the end of chapter three. And the fourth speech is what I call the don't speech. Sometimes wisdom says no. Sometimes wisdom says don't. And remember the two don'ts that we focused on? Do not be afraid and do not envy these are the speeches to us. And by the way, with the, with the do nots in Scripture, you know that, that do not, do not envy, that sounds impossible, doesn't it? I mean, every day I'm struck with the temptation to envy. I see someone's nice car. I see someone's, you know, nice house. I see someone's nice life on, on, on social media. And I, I think that's impossible. But listen, listen. Our Father in heaven would not give us commands that He would not enable us to do. He empowers us by His Spirit to live by His life. And so what the Father is doing is He's sitting down and saying, that's what the new life looks like. And today we have a new speech, the fifth speech. It's in chapter 4. 
but it's not only the fifth speech in chapter 4, it's the sixth speech in chapter 4. And it's not only the sixth speech, but it's the seventh speech. He has three speeches in one chapter, really brief speeches. And what he's going to do is tell us, sit down with us, the Father is going to sit down with us and tell us, this is what the new life for you needs to look like. And the new life for you is this. You need to get a new passion for this new life. If you're going to live this new life as a new creation, first you need a new passion. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. Here's what he says. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son, my father, tender, and only one in, in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast to my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. If we're going to live the new life, do you know what we need? We need a new passion. And if you were to sit this father down, who's instructing his son, you were to sit this father down and ask the father, Father, what are you passionate about? All of us are passionate about something. If you were to sit him down and say, what are you passionate about? I know the answer he would give. The answer he would give is the same answer that Simeon gave to me a number of weeks ago. I sat down with Simeon, was putting him to bed. We, we sat down and I asked Simeon as we were putting him to bed, the lights off or whatever. I said, Simeon, when, when daddy preaches, do you listen? Simeon said, yes. He said, really? I said, okay, well, what, what's, daddy, what's daddy talking about at the moment? He said, that's easy. Wisdom. Wisdom. See, he's got it. If you were to ask this father here in Proverbs, what are you passionate about? The father would say, wisdom. And we have heard that week after week after week after week, haven't we? Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And you'd say, would the father ever just get away from this topic? We've heard it all before. We heard it in chapter 2, didn't we? Where he said, treasure up my commands. Store them up. Treat them as as treasures. Treat my wisdom as treasure. We heard it in chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, I think it was, where he says... To gain wisdom is better than gaining silver. It's better than gaining gold. It's better than getting jewels. It's better than if you got the lottery, 19 million euros. Getting wisdom is better than getting that. And here again, you have the father on his hobby horse saying the exact same stuff to us again. It is what he is passionate about. And we need to get that passion for what? God's wisdom. You heard that passion in this first speech, which is the fifth speech. In this speech, you you hear this passion by the simple three-letter word that he uses. He uses a simple three-letter word, and he uses it five times. And I don't know, did you catch it? 
It says in verse 5, get wisdom, get insight. It says again in verse 7, the beginning of wisdom is this, what? Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. You hear his passion by that simple three-letter word, get. It is a word that we use when we are passionate about something. We want other people to get what we have. So just a simple example is this. If you go to a restaurant with your friends, right? You go to a restaurant with your friends and and you take them to the new restaurant and you're all looking at the meal and you, you say to them, listen, put down the menus, lads. You need to get this. This steak, you need to get it. This is what you need to eat. Put down everything else. This is the best thing you will eat. And we get passionate about it. And this is what the Father is doing. He is passionate about passing on this wisdom. And He is saying that you need to get this. Now, if you're interviewing the Father saying, what are you passionate about? He said, that's easy. Wisdom. But if you sit Him down and say, where did you get that passion from? Do you know what He would say? He would say this. I got that passion from my father. You see in verse 3 what he actually says. When I was a son, my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and he said to me. You see, so what we've got here is not a father speech. What we've got here is a grandfather speech. And you can picture it. The son is sitting, the father is sitting down with his son and he's saying to his son, Listen, son, let me tell you what my father told me. Let me tell you what my father told me. And that's what we do, isn't it? We pass on our passions, don't we? It was the passion of the grandfather. Wisdom was the passion of the grandfather. Now wisdom is the passion of the father. And now they want wisdom to be the passion of the Son, they've passed on passion. For what? Wisdom. And so if we're going to learn anything from this first speech in this chapter, which is the fifth speech in Proverbs, if we're going to learn anything from it, I, I think we need to learn this. You and I need to get a passion for God's wisdom. It astounds me in this world what we get passionate about. It absolutely astounds me what we get passionate about. I remember years back, um, we went to a, a rugby match. It was in, uh, um, in Wales. I think it was, it's called the Millennium Stadium. I didn't actually look this up as I was thinking about it. I think it's called the Millennium Stadium in Wales. You have like 70,000 people. It was a rugby match. I really shouldn't have got a ticket because I'm not actually that into it. I can watch it. I like watching guys kill each other, but I'm not re- I don't really know all the rules. Anyway, we were, I was in watching this match, Ireland versus Wales. And in this match, the Welsh are known for their singing. And there, years back, there was this revival that happened in Wales. And the revival that happened in Wales meant that all the songs that they would sing in, whenever they're playing rugby or whatever are hymns. They sing hymns, right? So you have 70,000 people singing. There was this guy in front of me. He had a, a beer in one hand and he was, he was, had his arms out and he was singing, Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, 
Feed me now and evermore. And 70,000 people singing passionately. But they were not passionate about the bread of heaven. They were passionate about big guys hitting each other with a leather ball on a pitch. That's what they're passionate about. 70,000 people get around to watch these guys hit each other. And they sing about the bread of heaven and they forget about him. That's what we should be passionate about. The wisdom of God come down from heaven. Brothers and sisters, you and I need that passion for God and his wisdom. And this is what the father, the grandfather is saying to us. Get it. Get it. Do you want wisdom? What do you do? Get wisdom. Get it. We need to be passionate about getting wisdom. The second thing I think we can glean from this is we need to be passionate about passing on wisdom. You always pass on what you're passionate about. Um, if I was to ask Simeon, is Simeon there? Where is Simeon gone? Simeon, can I ask you a question? Where are you? Can I ask you a question? Who's the best soccer team in the world, Simeon? Manchester United. That's right, my son. That's right. Manchester United. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Get, he is a, he's a mask on. Deliver. Okay. Here's, here's the point. Simply put. We pass on our passions, don't we? My father likes Man United. I like Man United. My son says the best team is Man United. They're not. They're rubbish. But what have we done? What have we done? We have passed on our passion. Listen to me. Parents, can I talk to you for a second? Your children watch you. They watch you. They watch everything you do. And you are passing on your passions to them. I would urge you strongly to pass on the passion for the wisdom of God. This is why we gave those Bibles out to the parents last week. Why did we give the Bibles out? Because we want parents to pass on the passion for God. We need to pass on the passion for God's wisdom. What were we doing when we were singing this morning? It says in the Scriptures, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to who? To one another. That is what we were doing this morning. We were passing on passion. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Oh my soul, we're passing on that passion to each other. And as we're singing to God, we're also singing to each other saying, Did you know that all your sins are nailed to the cross? Did you know that He has dealt with them all? Did you know that all we have is Christ? That's why we need to gather. Not for ourselves so that we get a nice fuzzy feeling only. But we gather for the glory of God and we gather to pass on passion to one another. And can I say one more thing? Can I talk to the women here for a second? All the women in this room. You have a unique responsibility as a woman to pass on your passion for Christ to other women. In Titus chapter 2, it, it, it talks and instructs women, older women, you need to teach 
younger women. What that means is, yes, on a Sunday morning, we need to do this. I need to preach. Men and women need to be here and we need to preach. But there is a unique responsibility on women to gather together and pass that passion on to one another. And I realize that I've seen this in Luana's life. Luana will come from a conference and they will have preached on Ruth. And and Luana's heard me preach on Ruth twice. And she'll come back and she'll be like, it's like I've never heard it before. It's like I've never heard it before. And it's slightly offensive. (laughs) But here's the reality. Here's the reality. Women are especially gifted to pass on the passion of God's women, of God's wisdom to other women. Especially gifted. So I will preach in this way, but you will hear from a woman like you, you, you will never hear from me. You need that in your life. This is why I'm excited about this conference coming up. It's a Zoom thing. You're going to watch it on a screen, yes, or whatever. But you, you should go and hear wisdom and pass it on to one another. You don't want women all the same age as you in this church. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want all different ages so you can pass on wisdom to one another so you can grow together. And let me tell you something. We are in a church where the women in this church are really, really competent women. They are. And they love the Scripture. And all I would say is this. Don't keep that to yourself. Pass on this passion to one another. If you're going to have a new life, you need a new passion. But you also need a new path. I'm going to talk about this more briefly. I was more passionate about passion, funnily enough. But I want to talk about the new path. Here's what he says in the second speech in chapter 4, which is the sixth speech in Proverbs, if you're following me. Verse 10, he says this, Hear my son and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. What he is talking about here is not only that we need a new passion. He's talking about the fact that we need a new path. If you have a new life, you need to live on the new path. And if you want to sum up what he says in this speech, look at the last two verses. He talks about the reality of what path? Two paths. The first path is, verse 18, the path of righteousness, which is the path of light. And the second path is the path of wickedness and the path of darkness. And so what he's saying is there are two paths. And what we need to do with these paths is this. First, you need to choose your path. In life, you need to choose what path you are going to walk down. Sarah read it to us this morning, what Jesus said. 
There's the wide path that leads to destruction and many will go down that path. It is the path that leads to the fires of hell. It is the path where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, never ending ending torment and, and life eternal without Christ. That is that path. And then there is the narrow path, the path that leads to life and few find it. And it is found in Jesus Christ. There are two paths. And you need to choose this morning which path you are going to walk. Some of us may think this morning, some of us may be here, I don't need to choose a path. I don't need to choose a path of righteousness or a path of darkness. I'm just going to walk through my life. Everybody thinks there's this middle path. Everybody thinks there's this middle path that I can walk and and just be myself, make my own decisions, and it might be true or it might not, and that's fine. No. There are two paths, and you need to choose this morning which path you are going down. The path that leads to destruction or the path that leads to eternal life, you need to choose. And I'm not just saying that to the adults. I'm saying that to the children. Children, if you're old enough to sin... You need this path of life. Children, you are old enough to die. You need this path of life. And if you're old enough to sin, and if you are old enough to die, then you are old enough to believe. And I would implore you, adults and children alike, believe and trust in the Lord Jesus. You don't need to know complicated doctrine. You don't need to know all the ways of life. All you need is simple trust in Jesus. Believe in Him and follow His path. But the point is not this, just to choose the path. The point that the Father is making to all of us is not only choose your path. The point is this, He wants to tell us, stay on that path. And that's what he's saying in verse 14 and 15. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it and do not go on it. Do not turn away from it. Pass on. You see, what happens with Christians is is what can happen is, yes, I've chosen the path of life. I've chosen the narrow path. And they step onto the path. They step there. They step onto the path. I'm on the path of life. Except what do they forget to do? They forget to use their legs and walk in the path of life. We need to walk in Christianity. We need to live for Christ. We need to live the new life. It's not enough to just pick the path. We need to walk down that path and keep that path and avoid the wicked path. Luana and I, we were staying in Bantry recently and we were, um, there's this drive from like Bantry to Kenmare and we were driving on the way back from Kenmare to Bantry and it was getting dark. It was, it was, it was a dark night and there's this wide road, this, this, the safer road. It's the longer road that you can take. Um, and, and they were saying the road was closed. So then we went and we took the other road. The other road was this narrow path. It is called a priest's leap. I don't know if you know priest's leap, but before you drive up priest's leap, there's this big yellow sign before you drive up priest's leap, and it says, narrow, steep mountain pass, not the main road. As you're driving up this path, narrow, steep mountain pass, it's not the main road. Basically, enter at your own risk. 
And so there we are, we choose this, this, this path and we start driving through it and it's not only dark, but it's foggy and it's really foggy. I mean like as foggy as you can see about a foot in front of you. And me and Luana, as we're driving up, we're wondering, what should we do? And I'm like, we can't turn around. We have to keep going. And here I am in first gear in my Corsa, tottering up this mountainside, hoping and praying. Like, like in the safe spots, they have a fence. In the dangerous spots, they have no fence. I don't know what the story is with that, but that's Ireland for you. Like at the start of the hill, there's a fence. At the top of the hill, no fence. We have to keep going. You cannot stop. This is the way of life. Choose the new path. If you have a new life in the Lord Jesus Christ, keep on the new path. And the last thing he wants to say in the third speech, which is, I think, the seventh speech in Proverbs, the last thing he wants to say is you need to guard your new heart. You need to guard your new heart. Look at what he says in verse 20. My son, be attentive to my words. Listen to them. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your feet away from evil. If we are going to have this new life, we need to devote all ourselves to God. God gets every part of our body. Did you see how he talks about the body? Verse 12, give him your ear, or verse 20, give him your ear, incline your ear. Verse 24, use your speech, your lips. Verse 25, use your eyes. Verse 26, use your feet. Use your whole body for the Lord. Use your ears, use your lips, use your eyes, use your feet. Devote your whole body, all of you, to God. That reminds me of Romans 12. Offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. That means God doesn't just get some of you. God gets all of you. Do not hold back from God. Don't hold back your life from God. Give Him all of your life. Every single part of your body is to be honored before Him. And how are we ultimately meant to do that? We guard our hearts. Because everything flows from the heart. That's what the Bible talks about. When the Bible talks about the heart, it's not talking about the thing that beats in your chest. It is talking about the inner you, that from you everything else flows. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. And that's what he's saying in verse 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Another way you could say it is, is guard your heart with all vigilance. Or you could say, watch your heart with all vigilance, because everything else flows from your heart. If your heart is bad, you're not guarding what you're listening to. 
If your heart is bad, you're not guarding what you're watching. If your heart is bad, you're not guarding what you're speaking. And listen, in Christ Jesus, we have been given new hearts. You are a new creation. You do not need to create a new heart, but what you are called to do in Scripture is guard that new heart. Keep that new heart away from evil. Guard it with all vigilance. Guard your new heart from the evil one. Because this world is constantly trying to influence you and grab your heart. Guard it with everything that you have. Everything that you have. Because your heart should be precious to you. Goodness me, when I, when I have to mind, this afternoon I have to mind the three kids, right? And it's like, it's like, it's like I don't know how to describe it. I, I, can you tell I'm thinking of this on the spot? It's, how, do you, how do you describe it? It's like, when I go out with the three kids, everybody's like, wow, you're amazing. Wow, well done. What a dad, amazing. Luana goes out there like, who cares? But the reality is today, I need to watch them, right? I need to watch every single step they make. I need to be careful. When I go out to a playground with them, Luana just has eyes on the back of their head. I don't. I have to watch them. How? With vigilance. To make sure that they don't get into trouble. Christian, watch your heart. Watch your heart with vigilance. Watch what you are watching. Watch what you are listening to. Watch where you are walking. Guard your heart. Why? Because everything flows from your heart. If you have bitterness in your heart, guess what flows out? Bitterness to other people. If you have anger in your heart, guess what flows out? Anger to other people. If you have fear in your heart, guess what flows out? Fear. But if you've guarded your heart and devoted your heart onto Jesus Christ, guess what flows out? Grace. Forgiveness. Love. Christ. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the old is gone, and the new has come. And when you're lying in your bed, (laughs) and your back is killing you, that truth makes you smile. God, He cares about you. Live the new life for Him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You that You meet us in the moments of need, that You are a good God. And we pray that you'd help us to live with wisdom in this life. Lord, to live with a new passion, to live with a new path, and to guard our new heart with all vigilance. Help us, Lord, we pray. Be with us, Lord, as we sing this song and pass on our passion to one another and to you. In your name, amen. Let us stand and sing only a holy God together.